energy made this one. Yeah. Well, you said you were alright. Okay. I can take you there. Yeah. That's all you gotta do is say that one time. She got long hair Pretty bitch got a big booty Yeah, I gotta stare Mama always told me I was different I ain't got no fear I don't eat the cat That's why I probably don't got a beard I can tell you about my life story You ain't gotta care Bitch keep calling me out my name You ain't gotta swear Nigga tried to tell me better <laughs> I <laughs> my ears Uncle Willie sleep on the line He just got a chill You sound just like yeah, that I, I mean <laughs> Now I know you're lying to me Because we spent all this time On the off season <laughs> There's no discernible difference between you and Future. What are we gonna do during our off season? Like, who are we trading for? Are we gonna make big plays for free agents? Do we have an off season? Who do you think we could sign? Like on the trade deadline? Do, do you think we could like swap Tyrell for like a million dollars and three first round picks? I I will say, you guys might have to hot swap me in July. If we have to do it, like I'm willing to sign Redacted off the waiver wire. <laughs> So yeah, because I, I was that, that's what I have to be in is, is redacted willing to come over here though? That's the that's the main question. Do I have to like find him and shake him? I, I can give you the apartment number. I know. Where he, I mean, I know he's where in he he's in free agency right now, right? So I mean, he has to just he it's his choice. Exactly, but I mean, if he turns us down, like I mean, we might have to get like uh, violent. <laughs> Welcome back to the Color Theory Podcast. Thank God. This is like, it's like a brand new day. That's all I can say. Episode 50. What? Episode 5 Do your fucking zero. AKAs, bitch. AKA TZ. <laughs> AKA Young TZ and an Easy Bean Weezy. Huh? AKA I never take a shower. Why not? Well, my loofah. Oh, shit. Accessories. Hot fire. Oh, yep, that's all you spit. Don't forget to super. Dylon. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Face in the evening, bitches. Coffee. Coffee? AKA Young Hove E. AKA Childish Bambino. That's a baseball player. AKA Biracial Angel. Got it on the Black Dad. Oh, Bing. AKA. Like Chubbs at detail. Back when Ricky was doing up Teasdale, I was doing dinner with Teasy. No matter what, I didn't trust no one. Swear got line, got oh, too busy. Not the first I never Aubrey had dinner with him. Oh my god, you're really calling him out now. Are you sure you guys didn't go to a Ruby Tuesday once? I am sure. You were at Red Lobster together eating shrimp scampi. I saw it. Don't fucking lie. It was on your close friend's Instagram IG story shit. Which <laughs> I don't use so yeah. Oh, Good. now he's a liar. Somebody else. Okay, lies. Why must I cry? I'm sorry. Let's keep going. A- AKA Color Nostradamus. That's not true. <laughs> AKA Mayor of Smack City. Not tonight. AKA Tubba Gump. Fat. AKA Fat in the Hat. McDonald's. AKA Liger Woods. AKA David Ortiz. McDonald's. AKA Stimmy Rollins. McDonald's. AKA Young Digerati. <laughs> AKA Paji Beats. We had a really good flow the first take, and now it's just like, we just want to get through them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pretty much. Why are you apologizing? It's Teezy's fault. It's my fault that your audacity didn't record. That's not true. AKA. It was your garage man. 
Chuckmaster Flex. It's whatever narrative I want. <laughs> <laughs> AKA Grill Zaddy. Got? AKA Big Thick Built Bitch. Mm, that's my third down back. Hot! A- <laughs> AKA Baby, don't be mad. You know how Trenton is. AKA Fresh Prince of Trenton in your service area. Assessa. AKA He different. Mm, he built different. Maybe he's just built like the rest of us, though, too. I mean. Wow. One in the same. What if God was one of us? If we're looking at him in the flesh right now. AKA that's you. Mod of the year four times in a row. Across. Across two, two channels. AKA manager of the year 2020. You cheated. <laughs> Bold claim. <laughs> AKA about it, about it, illest inward in Nebraska. This is why you cheated. This <laughs> is <laughs> A.K.A. CEO of the Silly Goose Club. A.K.A. T.Z. McTeaserson. Yes, sir. A.K.A. the 2032 presidential nominee. Oh, man. Wait, good job on stimulus. I think we touched on it last week, but I think we need to touch on it again. Out here getting things done. Well, barely. Barely. A.K.A. Well, T.Z. T.Z. And I'm here with the homies for our 50th episode. Say it one more time. Five zero. One more time. The 50th. Holy shit. Half a fucking century. All right. Half a Virgil. It's been a wild ride. Half a Virgil. It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Yushtamaza, a.k.a. Tyree Irving, a.k.a. Strong, Tall, and Handsome, a.k.a. You Best Believe I Churn. AKA DJ Letter Grade Deduction, AKA Coming in White Woman Like My Name Baby Bunk, AKA Splat. Suzuki Spliffy, AKA Color Selector, Color Corrector, AKA yes, Glizzy sir. God, AKA oh Comatosis God. Moses, oh AKA Soggy Soup Supplier, AKA Teton Titan, AKA yes, Number sir. One Runner But I Don't Run, AKA Never. The Reason I'm Recording on a Thursday, AKA Thursday. The Chairman of the Rockefeller Reservation, it's AKA Louis Von Squidwilling Schnauzers, AKA Big T, AKA Six Consoles Sihasapa, AKA Per K Fire, AKA Modding Twitch from the trunk of a clapped out Crown Vic of peeling paint and blown shocks, AKA Bigger Disaster than a Subaru side and sideways to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. RIP the Snoopy Flow, you will be missed. No! AKA Yuck. Oh, motherfucker. I like that. I love the energy. Yeah, that. For episode 50. I mean, you know what I, they I say? Energy brain. made this one, so. <laughs> 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 My AKs and bunch. <laughs> I can't. I don't even know how to do it because they're not structured that way. All right. What up? It's Young Yosha, aka Fantasia, aka Ducky, aka Mexican Simba, aka Short Native, but my dick tall, aka Black so Falcon, aka Falco, aka Apple Cheeks, aka she call me Josh when I'm tweeting, call me Jordan when we fuck, aka Honey Jord, aka Hoodie Jordan, aka she sucked me clean in the Civic. Now my kids are on Broadway, aka. Damn, Jordy. Damn. AKA my back, Jordy. AKA Clairvoyant Falcon. AKA EA Falcon. It's in the way. It's in the way. AKA Chef Jordan Ramsey. AKA Young Yukihira. AKA Jordy B. 
You know where I'm you know at. Where you I'm know at. where I be. You know where I what be. What sucks is we lost that sweetie monologue, but next week we're coming back with either my type or uh, um, tap, tap, in. tap, 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 tap in. I don't. I really don't remember how that song goes. AKA <laughs> um, <laughs> baby carrot dick, but it's not such a fat jack. AKA Father Yosh preaching the gospel the hard way. AKA Frog Lakes 31. AKA Lord Pretty Falco Jordy. AKA Falco Jordy. Big Pot Yosh. AKA Latino Del Rey. AKA Virgin Abloh. AKA It's ASMR. Yosh. Oh, yeah. It kind of sucks because I think we had some last time, but I just don't remember what the monologue is. AKA King of the Fall, guys. AKA Mayor of Lebronto. AKA I'm winning. I'm dreaming. Inspiring. I'm silly. The silliest. So, I work hard. I get mine. AKA. Gotta hear both sides. AKA. Yep. Game six in Boston. Game five in Detroit. Game six in Cleveland. Game seven in Golden State. Game seven in San Antonio. Game two in Toronto. Game one in Golden State. Game five in the bubble every single time. I get on this fucking podcast. Hey. Fuck it. Games. <laughs> and guess what, guys? <laughs> Tell me. It's another week. It's another yeah. week of that Blink-182. I miss you, miss you. <sighs> Man, Golf Girl, a.k.a. the wettest. Wettest? Soaked <laughs> coochie in the entire patch. So Oochie <laughs> coochie, man. And I miss her. I miss her so much. I, I can't do it. I, it's so hard doing these like twice. You did back good to back. You because you gotta like. You did well. We don't. We do great. You, <laughs> we all did great. You, get, you know, you gotta try and recreate that same energy. You know, it's what they always say. Keep that same energy. No, you know what they say. You you know what they say. Tz, energy made this one. <laughs> you know what? We are. By the time this comes out. I might have lost it's, it's, oh. it's going to be <laughs> one year to the date from our first episode. No. Uh. Incredible. Yeah. Huh. What? Deadass. Coal under pressure. What they make diamonds. One whole year of Color Theory Podcast. It's been so much fun. Yeah. What was your favorite memory? Every time I log off. <laughs> Every single time I press stop in the record and I'm like, thank fucking God I don't have to relive that shit again. I, I have no a real answer for you though. Edit. I do have a favorite color theory moment. I want to hear it. I I don't remember the number of the episode. I I can find it Not for a real you. Fan. I, I can find it for you. But it's it was like early on. It was like within the first ten. And I we know did. what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it was the outro that we did. <laughs> we were in a baseball field. Yeah. And the fans are all chanting our AKAs. <laughs> and Jordan's rounding <laughs> third base. 
He's no, it's Aaron <laughs> Judge. I'm not a baseball player. I let TZ have that. You know what that's? <laughs> no, 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 no. You're running third base. You're spending for home, and the crowd starts to swell. And from a little roar, you hear. Sky has a fat coach. <laughs> that is right as Jordan crosses home plate. I think that was the moment. I like that, that one too. That That's a, a classic. Fucking amazing moment. Did we peak? Did we did we peak at that outro? I don't know. I listen I listen back every week and think I'm just getting better. <laughs> it, it's definitely one of my favorite baby. outros. <laughs> Hey man, sometimes I listen back and I'm like, holy shit, we're funny. <laughs> like there are times where I, I genuinely like laugh when I'm editing and I'm just like, you know what? It brings a tear to my eye and I hope it brings a tear to all you guys' eyes out there, listeners. Now, speaking of tears in our eyes, now we are really broke. So we really need you to hit that Patreon link and start donating if you really want to see this podcast. Like continue to grow, continue to strive because... We're each like a week out from not being able to afford to like stay in our houses and stuff. So if you guys can keep a lookout, I need help with rent. TZ needs help with rent. Tyrell needs help with rent. Just anything could help. Maybe a small one-time donation of $3,000 or something. I don't know. Something light. We've spent the last three weeks trying to do a video podcast. And each time we, we decide not to because like our eyes are just bloodshot from all the crying. And like we just look too sad to be put up My on YouTube. Eyes. My eyes are bloodshot from other things. Like <laughs> <laughs> episode fifty. Oh man, I tell you what, I'm gonna be repeating it throughout the entire entire episode. What, what episode is it? <laughs> episode fifty. Uh. G unit. G unit. Um. I mean, have we been dilly-dallying? We've already been talking a lot. So the people that um, have, cured, have come here to actually learn something, let's give them something to learn about. Color of the day today, all right? I, I already saw that it changed once, and I don't know it's about to who change again. is responsible. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> that's a that's a fire-ass fire color, man. That's for next week. What's this week? What's, what's this week? Look. Oh, so the one that was there is for next week. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Energy made this All right. One. So episode fifty, I guess you know. Apparently, you know, it's got a rolling rolodex of colors here that have just been wanting the the helm of of this episode, and uh, the winner this week is Ablo Ablo White. Now. I don't know if y'all know who Virgin Abloh is. That's uh, me. <laughs> Virgin Abloh. That's Shorty. They know who that is. I should have said blue. They know, they know I they know I don't have sex, man. You know. Virgil Abloh. Who? It's the founder of the uh, streetwear brand Off White. He is now a creative director uh, Louis Vuitton. And uh, if you think of, I guess, uh, his, his brand, Off-White, I mean, Ablo White has to be like an eggshell white, you know, uh, something, you know, just just a shade off of that there. And um, that's that's Ablo White. You're absolutely correct. I figured for our fucking Virgil <laughs> episode, we had to have a Virgil color. There, There isn't an episode where I have been wrong. There's a reason why you call me color, not the dumbest. No you call yourself calls that. you that. You, they, now that I think about it, that name doesn't make sense. Because wouldn't he be predicting the color of the week? 
Yes. It makes sense if you don't think about it. Like, you know, like, but can you we do. Shouldn't you be like an like an expert analysis? Maybe we should change it. I don't well, know. Maybe we, we, no, really, we, we really got to put like all your AKAs in the washer and see what like actually like withstands the wash and comes out clean. Like, because there's a couple we could shed. You know, specifically the one of you in Nebraska is the only one that sticks out to me that I don't like. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me. It might just be the delivery on your part. You shed. Well, speaking of uh, spin cycles here, uh, there's a, probably a bunch of projects you were able to spin uh, this, Hell this of entire segment. week. That's a beautiful and segue. So I want to know, you know, what did y'all spend your time uh, listening to that you wanted the people to know about for our very special episode? Fuck. Uh, I listened to Joyride EP by Jack James. Um, I wasn't super thrilled with it. It was just kind of whatever. I don't really intend to go back. I was kind of excited because the fucking um, Apple Music person who was in charge of writing the, the little blurb for this was like 90s throwback. So I was expecting him to be like flipping samples left and right. And it was just fucking blah. Uh, listen to If We Must Die by Clay Crucial Perry the Third. Don't remember it. <laughs> and then I listened to rawer than raw by bobby rush which i really liked a lot it's a acoustic blues album it came out like late last year i think but uh it reminds me a lot of the king of the delta blues by um, robert johnson like it's very much like old old type blues and it was a lot of fun to listen to who the person i just listened to or the person i just referenced both uh, I listened to Rawer Than Raw by Bobby Rush, and it reminded me of The King of the Delta Blues by Robert Johnson. Thank you. I think I'm getting that right, Robert Johnson. Let me look. But I, that's all I listened to. I uh, I listened to half of 1176 by uh, Guap Dad 4000 in Ale Mine. I only could get through half. It was kind of boring. He sounded really just bored on the project, didn't he? Like, he did not sound inspired I, at all in any of the verses. Uninspired. It sounded like, I, lazy. I really wanted... Like, yes. Well, uh, I don't know if he's lazy. I don't know if it's lazy or if it's just the beats and him just don't... Like, he just doesn't know how to sound interesting on him because it just sounded like he was in the same pocket the entire time I was listening. Um, I listened to Waiting to Die by uh, Working on Dying. Uh, Wi-Fi season, Wi-Fi God, Long Live Mexico, Lokeed, uh, From Time by Zeke Ultra. Uh, that was pretty cool. It sounds like um, Slums, the New York scene with Mike, Medhane, uh, Standing on the Corner, uh, Mavi, like those type of people. Same type of vibe. It was really cool. Uh, I listened to Overgrown by Joyce Rice. I couldn't get into that when I was listening to it. Um... The feature list is really good. Like you would think it'd be a lot better with a Freddie Gibbs uh, feature. The West Side Gun interlude was exactly what I expected from West Side Gun on that verse. Um, not sexy in the R&B album. Just stands out. Uh, Kay Trinata's joint sounded cool. The I can never say this guy's name right. Masego. Right? Yeah. He, like, it was just so blah. It makes me question if I even know what R&B is supposed to sound like. I really have no idea. I, I thought it was fine. I, I mean, I wasn't blown away by it either. Okay. Because, like, I thought it was just so run-of-the-mill. 
Um, and that Freddie Gibbs, the song with Freddie Gibbs might be the best song on there. Nah, that was a single too, because I'm pretty sure yeah. I heard it beforehand. Um, I listened to To Kill a Sunrise, Code of the Friend, and Static the Sele- Static Selecta. Um, the beats are cool. Like it's, it's what you're gonna expect from Static Selecta, but man, Code of the I really wish he sounded more interesting. He's he's just Bishop Nuru again, you know? Like, it's who cares? Because that that was my biggest issue with that. Is like, I feel like if he sounded more interesting, the bars probably would have been, like, just fine. No. But I don't it think just, he's got a strong pen, though. I think he's just kind of like, here's 90s hip-hop sound. You <laughs> just rap Have fun it. with it. Yeah. Um, I listened to Smoke Break EP by Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin. That was cool. I really, yeah. I, I always appreciate them. They sound great. Um, the song, The Divide, that's like the five minute and 46 posse cut. That song is really good. Especially when Zalooper Z- Z- says, um, the way she shake that ass. Yeah, she gyrate. Like incredible use of that word. I thought that was great. But, um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, what else did I listen to? Um, I listened to Dexter the Robot by Famous Dex came out in 2016, and holy shit, those are some. That might be the greatest performance of ad libs on an entire project. Like, and top to bottom, like every song, he's just oh man, goddamn, like after every <laughs> verse or every line, and I'm just like, he's like, if you ever have like 30, I think it's like 36 minutes. But if you ever have, like, 36 minutes and you just want to kill on, like, what Trap sounded like in 2016, just play that and listen to the ad-libs. There are some performances on there that you're just like, well, holy fuck. Um, <laughs> I listened to Everything I Am and Will Be EP by Ade Hakim. That was cool. I listened to Some of Santa by Lil B. That is a lot, which made me want to listen to Thugged Out Pissed Off by Lil B so I could listen to Ellen DeGeneres. I listened to Some of Blue Flame by Lil B. Um... I listened to Sugar Spice and Everything Nice and also um, SS and ENEP by Bear One Boss. That is really cool. It's like a mix of Atlanta Trap with hyper pop infused beats. It's very busy production. It's very crazy. Um, his, his vocals and delivery is like a mix of Young Thug and Schoolie. And you can hear, you can really tell he's from Atlanta, just from like certain cadences and certain vernacular. But like the delivery and stuff like that is really crazy. Um, listen to some for real four five four. Uh, listen to the Scouts by Y and J and Louis Ray, and then just a bunch of uh, radio shows. Other than that, that's cool. I listened to Minutes of Midnight by Mayday. I listened to this. Is that good? <clears throat> yeah. What does it sound like? I don't remember what Mayday sounds like. Mayday's <laughs> sounds they like. Yeah, they're a band. Um, I feel like the people that like Mayday probably like. Bad, bad, not good? No. It feels like mature hip hop. Yeah. I guess if you if you want to call it that, like like if you listen to Dead Prez, would you like Mayday? Is it that kind of hip hop, or is it like uh, like if you liked Fonte? 
Um, Maybe it's like if you like Immortal not Fonte. If you like Immortal Technique. Yeah, probably more down that line. Yeah, so Dead Prez. Yeah. Uh, listen to this EP. Technique <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> listen to this EP by Sirius Klein. Uh, that was kind of cool. It's got a feature by for, uh, with Jay Prince on there. The first song goes pretty hard. Um, that was a that was a nice little surprise. I listened to the Coyle Ray EP. <gasps> she dropped an EP. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you didn't listen. Uh, that was kind of cool. There like were a couple her. good songs in there. I don't like there. her music. I just like her. <laughs> Listen <laughs> to the John Batiste album, We Are. Uh, that was actually kind of cool as well, too. It's so, kind of like a... I started it. I've, I listened to one song, and I was like, I'm just not in the mood for it today. I'm sorry, TZ. <laughs> That's what I said. It's it's cool. There, it's got a lot of blues influence uh, into the the um, production. It's got a, some cool features from like a high school marching band uh, and PJ Morton and Hot Eight Brass Band. So I mean, there's there's some unique features in there, I, and I thought it was I thought it was fine. I didn't I didn't have any issues listening to that. Um, let's see, what else did I listen to? Oh, went back and listened to Plugs I Met One by Benny the Butcher. I listened to the new April and Vista project. Oh, I love them so much. Uh, that was that was a fun listen. Also went back and listened to both Vritra projects from last year. Went back and listened to Wilma Archer, uh, Western Circular from last year. Um, and then yeah, just uh, some some radio shows. I had time. I had a lot of time to listen to stuff over the weekend, and then the weekend I didn't have time to listen to anything. But I made notes, and we have two things that we're going to talk about. I'm going to pull up the track list for the one. I didn't even make notes for that one, but you know. First up, we have ourselves Jeremy Pennick, aka. Benny the Butcher. His the back. butcher's coming. I had to think about it. I was almost going to go, bop, bop. <laughs> With his sequel. <laughs> Everyone else. The plugs, <laughs> plugs I Met too. This one being executively produced by Harry Fraud. Right? The music yeah. got there, Harry Fraud. And... One thing that I thought was super interesting, like before I even like preface it, there were a lot of people thinking that this was mid, like super mid. There were a lot of people not happy with the way that this project was. I uh, saw it all over Reddit and everything like that. No way. Okay, so I yes. saw the exact opposite. Same. I saw everyone just jerking it the fuck off. Like I was like, it's not that good, but like they were just like, Benny is consistent. Benny never, like, how do you outdo yourself and shit like that. And I was like, wow, like, this is a lot of people really, really like this. I saw a lot of but, Benny don't miss takes. But I was, yeah, it was I definitely the upper 30s people that were praising it and shit. Oh, the yeah. people I thought yeah. would like it, would liked it. Right. So we got nine tracks, 28 minutes here. Super short listen. Uh, here we, continues the theme of using visuals from Scarface. Uh, and, I mean, it's... Yeah, I, first time I listened to this, I honestly was like, holy fuck, this shit, this is so good. Like, the production on here is fantastic by Harry Fraud. Like, 
absolutely incredible. Aren't there uh, some like but, sample flips that he does that are you're just like, oh my god, what the yeah. fuck is this? Like yeah. towards the like the middle part towards the end, there's some flips in there that I'm just like, oh my god, it's so beautiful and so luscious, and it's just like hey, you could put anyone on these beats and rapping, and they would sound incredible. It's just like Jack Harlow on that one song off. You're just like, wow, <laughs> you know, maybe Jack's spitting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it starts off right in that first song, too, when Tony Mezzosa, that saxophone is sexual. It is, inc- it is it looks, it sounds so good. Uh, I know that people weren't too happy with his, uh, with his Jew line. On, oh, on that, my on God. Track. I, there, there's a few questionable lines here. I'm so glad you said something because I forgot all about it, but I remember hearing it one time and I remember it sticking out and I was like, ah, is this okay? <laughs> Because what was it? It was like dropping. It was like getting bags of money, like right or something like that. Uh, was it whole dropping? gang up, whole gang up in my safe, stuffed like a Jew wallet. Woo! <laughs> I let, let, look. I'm a lyricist. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, plug talk. Speaking of samples, this sample goes so fucking hard. Uh. Sample is from Japanese singer uh, Yoshiko Sai. Uh, their 1977 song. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name of it, so just go and look it up. But it's this. I'm pretty sure it's a vocal sample, and it is really, really, really good. What other uh, song is that in? There's another one later on as well, too. Well, no, well, that I mean, vocal I, sample. It sounded so familiar, and I know it's not I don't from know. the one that's on uh, Genius. Cause it's like all in my mind by Eight Ball and MJG. I know it's not that, but I know I've heard that. Cause that's like the. I'm pretty sure he chopped that part up for that song, but I know I've heard that somewhere else. I just can't remember exactly where. Yeah. Um, live by it. That first verse on this is absolutely incredible. I mean that I. I don't. I had didn't pull like specific lines from it, but I remember listening to this the other night. And I was like, "Oh my, he is rapping on this verse." That is, I was blown away. Uh, talking back, talking about questionable lines. That be um, Yeah, very good. the The Fat Joe verse is questionable. Oh yeah, the way he. The way he says the N-word at the very beginning is so crazy. Like, just the way he pronounced, per, like, pronounces it is just fucking enunciates it. That's one of those two. But, like, it's just... <sighs> yeah, that, that Fat Joe verse, I mean, I don't know. Uh, no instructions, incredible. Uh, longevity. French sounds like he's been drinking all day. And then he went in the booth and recorded this. What's wrong with like that? The verse. Do I like the? Ver- I couldn't. I could not get over the way that he sounded. What about the Kim Kardashian line? This, this Pocket, what is it? Pockets poke out like Kim's ass or some shit. Like it's not a good line. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, he he sounded sloppy. Okay, yeah. You, I don't think there's a single French Montana verse you like, huh? Like, if I asked you right now, what's your favorite French Montana verse? You'd be like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, finally, oh. Survivor's Remorse. Mac and cheese. 
So there's a line on here where Benny talks about uh, the only person to push more uh, coke is Pusha T. And then Pusha T has a line that says something like the only person to sell more dope is Easy e So our leaders of the dope game go Easy e Pusha T, Benny the Butcher. You got a, a 92 bricks. Where are they? Jay-Z is number four. We got to put him somewhere. That's all I got. He's got to be number four. Pusha T was merely an observer. Come on, guys. Let's not rewrite history. (laughs) You're hitting us with the the Drake logic? Well, I mean, that's what he was doing. He was right in it, but, I mean, he wasn't the one moving it. It was literally everyone else around him. (laughs) So then. That's why they all went to fucking jail. Yeah. I went back to, like I said, I went back to the plugs I met. And there are there's some really good songs on the plugs I met. Uh, but is it better than plugs I met too? I don't know. All I remember is the Pusha T song on that one. Didn't you have a Black Thought feature 18, on it too? Eighteen Wheeler and the song with Black Thought. Both of those songs are incredible. Yeah, that's They're all really, I remember. Really good. I to, I never go back and listen to these guys that much anymore. Like I never go back. But, to pro- the one project I want to is that one with the fucking kid drawings for Westside Gun because there's just so many good like feature verses and the beats on that are just so yeah. incredible. But like for Benny, the only time I ever want to go back and listen to him is when is stacking boxes like UPS fan on the barrel, the cool tech play to feel like a Mookie Betts. Like I literally skip to that part in the song every time because it's just so incredible. But uh, God, the production on this was just so good. I know, and and I and I think that's probably the reason why I think this probably stood out to me a little bit more, because I mean, just like with all of, everything else with Griselda, like it bothers me when they do their projects through like all in-house producers. Like, don't you, get me wrong, there's you got like I Derringer? I enjoy some Derringer beats every once in a while, now you're you know, um, but I don't want a full project of them. Do we need the Do we need to get Griselda on hyper pop beats? Like the middle, Maybe. like the middle part of Eternal to Take when it's like the run from um I'm sorry to like uh bigger than life like those ones, like could you imagine? <laughs> I need a Griselda remix. I need a <laughs> Maybe he could do it because like gun the gummo beat is a Pierre Born beat and Six Nine sounded good on that even though he stole the beat. Uh, but uh, could you imagine the the Griselda gang on Celebration Station with the Ariana Grande sample? Like I don't even know how they would rap on that shit. Like it'd be so. Ugly. Or any of the Bear One Boss beats. Fuck. <laughs> 100 Tyrell, gags. what were your thoughts? I like this a lot. Um, like you said, like the production on this is fucking so good. It catches my... That's what holds my attention more so than the rapping, usually. Uh, man, your fucking phone is rough. Um, on When Tony Met Sosa, like you said, that saxophone throughout the back is fucking beautiful. It's so smooth and it just like weaves in and out there's a bit where it cuts out and it's its presence is like or its absence is like super notable and then when it comes back in it's there's like the staccato from the snares and it sounds so fucking hard and i love it every single time uh and survivor's remorse at 240 like two minutes 40 seconds in i think he starts playing that beat backwards like, there's something about it that where, like, it feels like the whole fucking um, instrumental has been, like, reversed. Like, the sounds sound so fucking weird, and it's just, it sounds so fucking cool as hell. Uh, I want to talk about the Fat Joe lines real quick. 
There's two in particular that are like. He does. He flips the sample. Yeah. He flips it backwards yeah, and reverses all the kicks and shit like that. I think. It he... Yeah. Sounds right. beautiful. Flip it reverse it. It's your feminist plan, Daniel. So Fat Joe has two questionable lines in this verse. Uh, so Southern slang serving your bumps for uh, serving your bumps for like a for like ten a key. Fine. Follows that up with drag me in and out of court, Harvey Weinstein. Bold choice to compare yourself to Harvey Weinstein. Um, well, yeah, I mean the rhyme pattern. Like, come on, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, ruin the integrity of the hip hop sanctum, like the sanctimony of the hip hop rhyming patterns. Like, you can't do that. If you're real hip hop, hip hop, like Fat Joe, he used to rap on big pun records. Deep cover. Sure. He was on that joint. Like, come on. And he follows it. it up with, "Threw that white up part. in the pot, give him pipe dreams." Like. All right, all right, you're, you've recovered. That That's a good line. And then he follows that one with, and watch it spread like the Wuhan virus. Like, come on, man. We're better than this. There's no need to call it that. Um, fuck, I wish I knew what song it was. But there was a song where, like, he talks about throwing the stuff in the pot, but the words he uses are, like, really good. Benny does. And I just, I wish I, I, I could remember it. The only thing I can think of right now is fucking Nav on Wanted You where he says, whip it up egg beater, but I know he doesn't say that shit on here. Fuck. <laughs> I wish I could remember it. The, um, I forgot because I had this tab open. The opening to live by it, when he uh, starts that first verse with guns don't make you safe, but I'm strapped with minds. It's about awareness and your reaction time. Like that whole first verse is fucking hard. See, like, Benny, like on a project, he's so consistently good with his delivery. Like yeah. you're just like, man, he's easily the best rapper. But then like, fuck, like the Conway feature verses, you'll get those feature verses on the other projects and then he'll just rap like his ass off. And you're like, fuck, is he the best rapper? <sighs> it, is it Conway consistency? Is like or... I think it's consistency. Because like Benny, like the whole project is always going to be like, you know, he's not going to like spit a terrible verse yeah. or like sound horrible but conway you'll be like eh, like it's kind of blah but and then west side is just like fuck i don't who fucking knows nah bitch come here oh wait <laughs> whatever the fuck he says on that that song, that with that song one girl. is so good until he comes in i know he just fucks it all it. up it upsets me just like the joyce rice shit do you uh do you have any notes to talk about here jordy survivor's remorse is incredible it's uh, it's so perfect, like the instrumental and the atmosphere that that entire like the the vocal sample sounds cloudy and it just mm-hmm. sounds so ominous and it does sound like the title itself like you it sounds like you're standing like full of guilt you're the one that's left standing alone and it's just like the entire time it's just so good and the way he raps on that I was just like wow um shout out Tony Seltzer he was additional production on that joint too. But that that's one of that was like the number one song that stood out to me the most, and it was mostly because like the production and then the way that he he sounded on top of it, because like you guys are saying, the rest of the songs he sounds really good. But of course, the production sounds really good. Um, Two chains, great verse. Two chains sounded good. Um, the uh, the um, can I even say that guy's name now that I think about it? Second song, feature verse. Oh yeah, the that rapper. I mean, can I Simple say that? Was, I mean, it's his name. Huh. 
And it's not, I mean, it's, it'd be different if it ended in a K, but it's with an X. Ah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, he, yeah, that, I didn't like his flow on that, but yeah, um, but other than that, French Montana's verse was weird. Jim Jones sounded really good. Uh, but yeah, this was pretty cool. Like I'll probably go back and listen to this a couple more times. I don't know. Just go by the wayside. Who the fuck knows? But it still was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another solid Benny project. I mean, for, for me, I mean, album of the year for you. Not this one. Not two. All right. Well, that was the only project that uh, recently came out that we're going to talk about today because of being our 50th episode. This is the special occasion you had fucking ready for us, huh? You've been preparing this for like months. Uh-huh. And timing, yeah. our, timing our episode releases and everything. It's crazy. We're going to talk about a classic. This is a classic? It might be. Yeah, it is. It really shaped and changed the sound of like R&B. It was a good shift away. Oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll, we'll talk about it here, right? Uh, project we're gonna we're gonna kind of uh, talk about here now is House of Balloons, the original edition. Considering it is the 10 year anniversary of the release of it, uh, he finally got everything all cleared, and we got it on all streaming services. That just means and he's so, fucking rich if he can yeah. afford to get all the samples cleared. Uh, so this here, nine songs, 49 minutes, which I think is really interesting to think about considering the last, the Benny project was nine songs, 28 minutes. Uh, oh my God. If you don't, I, sorry, tangent, but, uh, I noticed this with song lengths when I've been going through lists of like the best songs of 2006, like a lot of the songs on there are five minutes plus. And I'm just like, Jesus, have we just like fucking decided we're not going to pay attention to songs that are longer than three minutes? Because I was like on the list, like all of the songs are really long. Yeah, I know. Well, see, well, like the thing that though is that um, those are the original mixes, yeah. Like yes. the original yes. version. I'm saying because like with radio, like we always cut shit down. Like you would find like radio mixes of like five, six minute songs that were cut down to like three and a half, or just a flat three minutes. Because I remember. Um, there's an interview with uh, Rizzo where he's talking about getting Triumph on the radio. And he was like, that was a victory for us because they kept telling us to cut it down. And he's like, we had a six, six and a half minute song on the radio in its entirety. Goodness gracious. So House of Balloons was the first mixtape of the trilogy. The trilogy uh, being uh, the Thursday mixtape and the Echoes of Silence mixtape. Uh, this year was primarily produced by Elangelo and Doc McKinney. You will see Elangelo all over weekend songs. I mean, he was uh, uh, one of the main producers again in this After Hours album that came out last year as well, too. Uh, like Jordan was saying earlier, this is considered one of the most influential R&B projects. Uh, it did change the landscape of the sound uh, of R&B. And uh, The weekend is now one of the biggest artists in the world. One that I thought was interesting reading about this here is that The weekend, uh, and I, I, maybe I knew this before, but he gave up almost half of this House of Balloons mixtape to Drake to be used in his Take Care album. Yeah, um, that was a big but, thing. Because like, that's, 
that's one of the things where people are like, um, well, how is Take Care's best album of all time? He didn't even do half of it. Because, like, half the songs on there literally were the weekend songs that he just gave to Drake for that fucking album. So the five songs that were the weekends that ended up being on Drake's Take Care were Shot For Me, Practice, Marvin's Room, and then he was featured in Crew Love, and he was featured in The Ride. The Ride? Oh, my God. The Ride sounds like a weekend song from that, especially because of all the background vocals. Where it's just like, yeah. He's just moaning. Shit. The name House of Balloons uh, came from a real place in Toronto, actually. It's where uh, The weekend first lived after he dropped out of high school. And they would throw parties and everything there. And there would always be balloons uh, in those, with the, the parties there. And so it became The House of Balloons. And that's the title of this uh, mixtape here. The lyrics, uh, you get content that describes life filled with drugs, sex, and the weekend described himself uh, or described it as quote anti everything. Now you're probably wondering what what are the main differences? Why what's so what's so important about this this mixtape version versus the uh, uh, streaming service version that we got originally? So there was an Aaliyah sample on what you need. Maybe not all closed. A cocktail twins sample on the knowing. There was a sample of, I don't even know how to say this, uh, Susie and the Banshees on Happy House. And and then on House of Balloons slash Glass Table Girls. And lastly, there were two different Beach House samples as well. Uh, And then uh, I know it wasn't mentioned uh, when I was doing this here, but on the, when you put the, the entire trilogy together, there was the song 28 added on the back end of House of Balloons as well, too. So um, it made it a 10-track project. But this year is still just the nine main songs. Isn't 20, uh, it's, 28? I, isn't, okay, so 28 came out way after. Because 28 yeah. is specifically about how, uh, how his fans always wanted him to go back to the House of Balloons sound. And how it's, it, that's what it's written in the perspective of, like, he's telling his fans, like, he's, he's got to move on and, like, do all this other shit. Like, he's progressing as an artist, but it's, like, they just want him to go back to the older sound. So, yeah, they right. did tag that on at the end of Trilogy, but it was made after. It wasn't like it right. was made during the time period that uh, House of Balloons Thursday and Echoes of Silence was made. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. Um, I It's been a while since I've gone back to this uh, or, like, gone back to, like, this era of the weekend. And so go listening to this through again was so nostalgic for me. And I think one thing that I really, really enjoy about this is just how dark and moody the production is all over this. Um, it, it, and it's pretty it's a constant theme throughout the entire project with that. Uh, like I I really like like on high for this there's that I love hearing the the buildup of like that growing like high-pitched noise that that builds up up to the chorus and then it goes away again and like it like continuously like gets louder I really really like that because it builds so much emotion uh it going leading up into that chorus you said high but voice, right yeah yeah, because then in the like the third verse, when it like really, really builds up to, and he's just like, "Don't be scared," and he's like really fucking screaming, and he's like, you can just feel yes. all the emotion. 
I'm right here. And then the, the background vocals where it's like, even though. And then it's like, you don't roll. <laughs> I wish I had a better voice because I'm not doing any of this justice. <laughs> but like crazy. the fucking ad lib in the background. And then it's just all of the like the three voices come together. And it's, you want to be high for this. Then it strips everything. And then he's just, oh. And he's moaning. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I love the way it ends too. When it's just like. You want to be high for this echo, echo, echo. You can tell I've listened to this too much. <laughs> no such thing. Uh, what wow. you need, that sample, ugh, God, it, you're, it, it adds so much. I would, did I say that last week? I don't remember if I said it on the podcast, but I was talking to someone and I was just like, it's so much better when you hear baby not home, me close, synth. <laughs> and then it like fades a little bit. Baby not home, me close, synth. <laughs> Maybe not hold me close. Different different chord on the synth. And then the drums like come in. And then it goes yeah. and like builds into it. And then it goes and strips the drums. And he's like, baby, I can take you there. Wow. Mm, <laughs> wow. It's, I'm telling you. What you need, there's no, I, nothing else I need to say about this. I forgot how much I liked House of Balloons slash Glass Table Girls. Yeah. I love this beautiful. song. I love this song. And the beat switch at three minutes and 30 seconds. Holy fuck. It is otherworldly. This song is so good for me. I, I mean, the rest of this here, I mean, I feel like for me, I really, really like up until like the party and the after party and then coming down is really really good loft music is really really good i don't am i missing something about like the party and the after party that i mean for me that song like doesn't like stick with me as much as some of the other ones really and i can't figure and i can't figure out why interesting that's always the one that like sticks with me which is yeah, we... bag, tats on your arms <laughs> high heel shoes, shoes like six feet tall like that shit just fucking, it's like an earworm. It just burrows in it. fucking stays there. It's the same with also when it cuts to the sample where it's like, you always go to the party. And then, and then he's just like, oh, oh. And he starts moaning again. <laughs> <laughs> we listened to that song too. Like, so that's why that one's probably yeah. like right in our ear. Because we e did listen to it. E even if we didn't, like I had been thinking about that song all fucking week. Oh my God. But I get what Teezy's saying because I bet you... Cause I feel like I'm the same way with that song where I'm like, when I listen to the song, I'm like really into it. And I'm like, wow, I remember a lot more of this than I think I would. But if I were right. like, just think if I were just sitting on like a regular day and someone was to be like, well, let's go through the house of balloons track list and think of the songs and how they sound. The one song that I would probably have a hard time just on the spot being like, well, what do part one and part two sound like of the party and the after party would probably be the one. Because, like, coming down, I can just immediately think of th mm -hmm. what the melody is for, like, the chorus and stuff. Loft yeah. music, I can, too. Wicked Games is easy. Easy. The, like, a, a lot of the other ones are, like, e maybe not the knowing, but I would at least know that the beginning is, like, that do-do-do-do-do-do, like, with the, like, synth piano type mm -hmm. shit. But the party and the after party is the one where I'm just, like, fuck. I can't really, like, think of it unless, I, of course, we just listened to it today. So yeah. it's not like I can test it. 
Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not that it's like not good, obviously, but it's just it just doesn't stick with me. Like I don't remember like the like there's not parts that stick with me like other music, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, me not listening to it um, in a long time that where it, it doesn't just have that same effect or whatever it is. But I know listening to it again, like that's that was the one thing that I was like, hmm. Maybe I'm missing something. That song's crazy because, like, the 808s hit, and it has, like, so much swing on it, too. Like, on the party part, and then when they strip it all the way, and then it's kind of, like, you kind of, like, just left suspended. But uh, you're still continuing at the same tempo, but you can still feel that swing in it, and it just feels like, oh, it's crazy. Like, that's... Fuck. The atmosphere he creates on this project is just so, like... It really puts you in like a state of mind. You you know what the environment was that he was in when he wrote this. Like you know exactly, like maybe not like exactly, but like you can feel the energy of those like the parties that this is all based on. Like you can feel like, like the energy of that space, that place. And this one still feels positive. Like, I don't feel like it ever gets dark, dark. Like, there's sometimes mm-hmm. where he's saying shit that are, like, very questionable things lyrically and about the situations themselves. But it never feels, like, horrible. Even on, like, coming down. Like, coming down still feels very lush and very, like, glamorous. Like, it's it's glorifying the entire scene of it. Even right. the, the only time you get closer to that is the knowing. But... Like, even then, it, that feels more of, like, a betrayal between two, like, between lovers and not necessarily between, like, the substance and the party and, like, all kinds of, like, all of that in totality, like, crashing down. Because, like, if you were to, like, contrast this with the other albums that came out that year, um, House of Balloons definitely is the most fluffed up, uh, poppy version of all those sounds. And, like, Thursday is, like, the most experimental. Like, Thursday always reminds me of like the sound of what it must feel like being in the moment, but like the drugs are hitting kind of weird. And uh, Echoes of Silence is literally just all reflection and darkness. Because that one's, whenever I think of like the darkest projects, I think of that being number one darkest and then Kissland being number two. Because I don't think of House of Balloons as being like necessarily dark. Like atmospherically, the music kind of puts it in that, but it doesn't feel like it as much as Echoes of Silence. But as you say, but as you were saying, like that lyrically, you know, at some points it is, it feels, I mean, I guess glorifying, you know, what was going on in terms of like the positive emotions or just like the emotions in general of like being high or like the, or being with somebody and, and connecting, I guess, you know, while you're both on drugs or just having like the, the, the same like will to, to want to take them together and stuff like that. House House of Balloons Balloons sounds like an orgy. It, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like when you first, like that first pill you pop or like that first hit you take, like it hasn't quite hit you yet, but you know, it's coming. And you're like excited for it. Like you're you're ready for that hit to happen and everything is like fine. Like everything is good. Like you see you're you're happy and you're excited for it. And like like you said, like an orgy. Where it's like not necessarily like the act itself, but like you're excited about like the prospect of it. Well, and it almost like in a sense too, it it feels like you're like they're trying to avoid like the the content that ended up being like echoes of silence. 
like they're like you you take that hit you know and you start feeling that high and you don't want to come down from it um because you know what it's going to be like afterwards yeah like jordan had like a really had that really good analogy where it was like thursday is when you are in like the middle of that high when like everything is like filtered through like that tab or that hit like everything is like a little bit distorted a little bit experimental and then you have echoes of silence which is after you have come down and have to like kind of really examine what has happened so what'd you take away from this uh, listening again Tyro? so uh fun fact i've never listened to the original version of this i had listened to the trilogy before and because like my uh my exposure to the weekend was kind of after he hit mainstream like radio waves the weekend was never pushed to me when i was in high school which is like the era that this came out like no one back home was really fucking with him so like, i was never exposed to him in that manner and i had listened to uh the trilogy before um right around the time that like he got mainstream and because i didn't listen to the original i was like house of balloons is just okay uh because, like, those samples do so much for this. And, like, the mixing, the original mixing does so much for this. Listening to this, the way I would describe it is, like, you know when you buy, like, new electronics and they have, like, that screen protector on it? It's, like, the one that you're supposed to, like, peel off right away and, like, isn't supposed to yep. stay on forever. It's, like, you left that on there, used it a bunch of times, got it all smudged up, and then you peeled it away. And you're, like, holy shit, this is what the screen is supposed to look like? That's what listening to this was like. Because I'd only ever experienced the uh, the version that got released on streaming services that was stripped of samples, mixed weird, and then hearing this, like it was, yeah, it was like rev revelatory, beautiful. This well, sounds so like, well. Listening to this, because it's been so while since I I went back and listened to it, I was listening to certain songs. I was like, I remember this sounding different. From like the last time I listened to it, because I probably—I mean, last time I listened to it, I'm sure I didn't listen to the original version. I listened to whatever was on streaming, and I was like, I remember this sounding different. Yeah, and I couldn't like pinpoint it why because I didn't go back and listen to to whatever they put on afterwards. But I do—I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, and like this, I see why people want him to go back to this sound, especially the the people who. Uh, who like listen to this originally or even the people who got exposed to the weekend through like his more poppy sound because if you compare this to, like starboy or anything else that's like a lot more pop oriented this still still has like the pop feel but it does feel a little bit darker and so it satisfies like those people who want like a little bit of edge but not too much edge and also this sound for being a decade old it aged really well this feels like it absolutely had a crazy impact on R&B as a whole, like outside of just whatever weekend, the weekend's little sphere was. There was a- Coming out of like the era of like all 2000s R&B songs sounding the same. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but uh, there's like a certain, um, there's like a certain couple keys or like notes that like R&B singers hit when they would sing like the choruses in the 2000s like it's a certain it always hits the same type of note patterns 
And I'm like, oh, that's so 2000 sounding and it's so specific sounding because you never hear anyone do it anymore. Yeah. But it's just so like you'll hear radio pop songs from that era do like hit the same notes in the same way. And I'm just like, thank God we aged out of that because I don't I'm just I'm not really the biggest like nostalgia 90s and 2000s had the best R&B because I'm just like that sound. Everyone kind of sounds the exact same. And so, yeah, you know it. exactly when a mid 2000s R&B song hits. Like, it doesn't matter who's doing it. Like, you know when, like, you can date that based on just the sound alone. There's one song on here, um, The Morning, where one of the lyrics is, got the walls kicking like they're six months pregnant, which stands out to me. And I'm like, hell of a a lyric, hell of a reference. I like that a lot. But that song is in uh, Uncut Gems. Um, It's one of the, it's the song that he's singing when, the weekend is in uncut gems, which is why, like every time I hear it, it like gives me anxiety because I associate it with that movie. So, um, never watched uncut gems. The movie takes place during when this album dropped, and that was yep. like an album listening party that would have happened with this playing. That's because that's why they picked that song to play during like whatever part in that movie because that does take place in that specific time period. Yeah. Um. You should watch Uncut Gems. It is the most anxiety-inducing film I've ever watched. I just want to see Kevin Garnett act, baby. That's it. I heard he did good in the role. Yeah, he's believable. That's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> he, I will say he's kind of outshined by um, uh, Adam Sandler, weirdly enough. Adam Sandler, for a man who has based his entire career on being like a shitty comedian... He does really good in serious movies. Like what? Uh, Uncut Gems. There was the one movie, I can't remember the fucking title of it, um, but there's a movie where it's him dealing with the aftermath of 9-11. It's, oh, click. It's the cobbler. It doesn't, uh, doesn't you try to like rewind it? <laughs> no, it's, plane say, no it's, like, it's a genuine movie. Like It's a genuinely good movie where it's him... Like, he lost, like, his family in 9-11, and he has PTSD from it. And it's him trying to, like, figure out life post-9-11. That's cool. Well, let's talk about that during the topics. But what, sound, what about House Brothers? of Balloons? Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck it's called. I'll try and find it for you. What were you saying, TZ? <laughs> you want to finish up your thoughts on this album? That was it. I just wanted to call out that <laughs> last fucking song, and then you guys start asking about Adam Sandler's shit. You guys, don't fucking lump me into that. What do you mean? You're the one that would not shut the fuck up. Mr. Fucking encyclopedic knowledge of uh, uncut gems and not seeing it. The movie was called Rain Over Me. Rain Man? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know Adam Sandler was in that. Okay. What hasn't been said about this project that I can add? Um... Fuck, I don't know. Um, I guess, like, lyrically, some of this did not age that well, man. Like, (laughs) there's a lot of, like, themes and uh, the way he addresses the women and the way that they should partake in the festivities at hand that are extremely uh, problematic. And I don't think they would pass now. Well, they would definitely not pass from now because he'd be way too popular. But uh, if he was underground, I think it would be okay. Kind of like how th- when this first started bubbling and appearing, 
like no one gives a shit about the lyrical content when it sounds this way because it just sounds so beautiful like it's so crazy that this is the first thing that he put out like he was like this is my project as the weekend and then it's this because i'm sure he had stuff under abel abel like whatever the fuck his last name is it just reminds me of tetso but uh it's like tuss tuss or some shit um but god when i was listening to this i was just like holy shit it's just so well mixed the sound is so progressive for the time because i remember it shifted like everyone after like this came out for like a year or two span made cloud r&b like everyone wanted to do like some form of like really hazy really cloudy really dark r&b and like no one had the vocal range to be able to like touch the same as like the weekend so a lot of it was auto-tuny so that's why you have like a lot of like um like the johnny rain when he came out his sound sounded almost exactly like the weekends uh, there was this guy named like Meek DeMio that tried doing the same type of sound as The Weeknd. And there was just so many like B tier, C tier artists that like this was the new wave of like everyone trying to make this type of R&B for like a year or two span before um, Kissland came out. And then like music reviewers were not ready for this at all either because like when this came out, I think everyone shit on it except Pitchfork. I think Pitchfork was the only one to like give it like good reviews when it came out. Because I know Fantano shit on it when it came out. Because, like, he's so he's behind the wave on everything that's new. And he's very revision, <laughs> revisionist on stuff that ends up sounding cool. Because, like, with this, he's revisionist. He's also revisionist with, like, Dialit, where he said Dialit wasn't cool when it came out. But then it started getting praised by everyone. And then he went back towards the end of the year. And he's like, yeah, Dialit grew on me. I was like, did it really? Or is it just, like, everyone else kind of put the pressure on you to, like change your opinions because this is now the new wave of everything after but i think like all three of these tapes definitely shaped all three of these tapes and take care definitely shaped the way that r&b music started to sound for at least what r&b music wanted to sound like for the next like decade but no one was able to necessarily capture the same darkness because then it kind of progressed to like more of this frank ocean where it was kind of a mix of like like your traditional R&B because it was a lot more fluffed up and it sounded a lot more accessible. Like when you think of uh, Frank Ocean's like Channel Orange when that came out, there are songs that kind of sound like it was influenced by The Weeknd's House of Balloons, Echoes of Silence on Thursday, specifically saying Pyramids. Pyramids sounds like a weekend song that he wanted to make. It's a long seven minute ballad with two parts in it, just like two of the songs that are on House of Balloons. A same yeah. as like a song on Thursday. I think Gone is the one that's on Thursday. And then on Echoes of Silence, there's one that's like EXO and the Initiation, I think. But they're like two-part songs where they're like seven-minute ballads. And then he also does that again with Nights on Blonde. But I think um, I think this really like transitioned, though, the sound from it sounding like shitty R&B that I just didn't like to like the R&B that I like. I also like the content, and I think that helps a lot, too, because I was like... I, I wonder if you could, like, draw Future to this, too. Because, like, Future... Brent Fiaz definitely sounds like he's influenced by The Weeknd. Like, a lot of his music. Yeah. But his is a little bit more fluffed up and, like, cleaner sounding. Like, it's not dark. Like, when I listen to Brent Fiaz, I'm not, like, being thrown in the fucking depths of hell. Like, I'm fucking <laughs> rolling. And I'm s just struggling to get my dick hard. But, like, I need to because there's, like, three girls in this room. And my friends are here, too. And we're all just trying to... Um, <laughs> my friends are here too. 
have a good don't you listen to the music do you know how no, many times I, he says that him and his bros are trying to fuck on these girls at the same time I like, do. it's just that, like it's it's a different it's a different hit when it's in music and there's like sound around it to like kind of be like oh yeah that sounds all right but then just saying it like outright especially in the way that you're describing it it's like a completely different like type of context it creates a different what emotion what do you mean Imagine if I never met the Broskis. I bet he says the same thing when he thinks about these songs. Um, but uh, fuck, now I lost my train of thought. It's I'm derailed. Sorry. But um, either way, I think this is super cool. I think House of Balloons is cool. I think it's like my third favorite weekend project. I'd have to think about it. It's definitely not my favorite, but uh, it's still super cool. It's the one that everyone liked. Maybe I'm just being a hipster and I don't want to like what everyone else likes. But uh, it's still great. Classic Jordy. Echoes of Silence is way better. That's my favorite. It's way darker. It's uh, a little bit more like adventure. Like Thursday, there's times where I'm just like, maybe Thursday is the best one because it's way more adventurous on the production side and like the sounds and shit. But Echoes of Silence, it's that great pocket, especially Montreal when he's like rap when he's like rapping and singing in French. And I'm just like, fuck, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, fuck, EXO when he's like doing the vocal shifts of his voice too. When it's like really low, or and then it like he like pitches it up and pitches it down and pitches it up and pitches it down. That song's crazy. But yeah, House of Balloons. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, well, that does it for the uh, projects uh, portion of episode fifty. I guess, you know, this is uh, usually where I would have an ad read if I had one, but I don't. So we're going to move on to the topics. Uh, what is what is RIP All Gas No Breaks mean? Yo, so All Gas No Breaks was one of the best YouTube channels ever. Uh, it was a guy named Andrew, drove around an RV, hitting up different like conventions and just gatherings of people. Uh, and he would just cut it all together, and it was one of the most hilarious things I've ever fucking seen. Uh, it also really got at, like, it was weirdly um, insightful, because he would just keep asking people to elaborate and be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And just hold the mic there, and people would just talk. And so you would get, like, a lot of really interesting uh, tidbits of information about how these people's, like, minds were working. Um, to give you an example of like places he went uh he went to the sturgis motorcycle rally in south dakota in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic mm-hmm. he went to a furry convention Fire. he went that to one's that one's really good uh he went to um spring break like right when uh coronavirus hit he went to in spring michigan. break in michigan yep uh he also went to Fuck, that one's crazy <laughs> that was nuts uh the the rocket launch uh down in Florida, again, a lot of these happened like post coronavirus. But and so he would just ask people like, "Why are you out here? What's going on?" And you would get like just these absolute characters. He... The best, the best. I'm sorry, but the best is no, like when he just puts the mic up to like white people and just holds it there, and then they just start rapping. Oh yeah, the the Donald Trump Jr. book signing is a really good example <laughs> of that. Because he's standing there, and there's a bunch of white kids who come up, and they just start fucking dropping bars for him. 
unprompted, one kid's reading it off of his phone, and he calls Donald uh, Trump Jr. a crip. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> this is fucking nuts. And there's some old lady who just starts rapping, unprompted. But uh, anyway, going back to the, the channel itself, he was a part of a media conglomerate. Um, fuck. I think it was called Doing Things Media. It was Doing Things Media, and they were the ones who gave him the money for the RV, which they gave him money to, to do a project, and he sunk it all into an RV and camera equipment. And that oh, was no, it. No, and, and, and the tickets to like the one convention, it was like a. Uh, Fuck! It was in California or Arizona. It was oh. one of the. It was one of the first videos. That was yep. the ticket. He bought one. He bought like two tickets to that because that was literally all of the money he sunk into all that. You're right. So, doing things media gave him this money, and they had an agreement. They had an arrangement. This last like a few weeks ago, um, Andrew posted on his Instagram that he was no longer receiving any money from the YouTube videos or from the Patreon, and that it was all going to doing things media. And so he was parting ways. He was no longer going to do the show. He wasn't going to do uh, anything. And so for all intents and purposes, regardless of if doing things media decides to, I'm pretty sure it's doing things media, if they decide to like try and continue the series, it's essentially dead because it was Andrew who was like the life and soul of that fucking series. But yeah, I just want to talk about that because it was a fucking cultural touchstone. Like it was a beautiful YouTube channel, and I wish that like it had time to grow into something way bigger than what it what it ended as. <sighs> fucking Mr. Powell, dude. It, that was him getting back for the freestyle. Yeah, Mr. Like, Powell's no the one who, 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 who reported him. I feel like Jesus Christ when he was crucified. <laughs> you just brute force because I'm so beat. alive. Oh, wait. He was in his Air Max 95s because he's yeah. so alive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, like, there's just... If you ever get bored, go and watch the old... Or, like, the archive of all Gas No Breaks videos. Um, the Furcon one, the AVN one. Don't watch the AVN one when people are around, but uh, that one's really fucking good. Yo, is it the opening scene in that one where they're in the Q&A session immediately? Yeah, and he's and that guy's like, what did he say about their work and how like it's oh, fuck, it's so when, funny because it's like that old guy that asked it and then he says something about how inspirational their work has been or some shit. Yeah, uh, he, that's the the Q and A where the guy's like, so when you're riding the big floppy penis, do you like uh like like to hold your your hips or your big beautiful butt cheeks? And like there's the fucking <laughs> MC up there sitting on the stool and he's just like, hmm. <laughs> So aren't they like face aren't they like face the other way their yeah. asses are out yeah yep and like they're, they're just like answering these questions like it's a fucking reasonable thing and uh, you know andrew's just sitting there staring at the camera we gotta go to one of those conventions man oh, we gotta be the new all gas no breaks well we can be like um all breaks no all, gas nah shit we can be like uh all res bad takes i'd, I'd be down for that We'll work on it. It's a working title. We're workshopping it. TZ's the name guy. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you guys have any strong opinions on this? We should hold it for a week where we have more time. Okay. Because it, it's this... something that will probably be pertinent for a while. 
Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. Like, I feel like I'm Gucci Mane in 2006. He'll be fine. <laughs> he was wilding, though. He's going to be uh, fine. <laughs> He's he 21. He has 11 kids. Fuck off. He can bounce back. He has three Massive. classic albums. And he's got a bunch of felonies. Don't so. you fucking laugh? <laughs> what's wrong with felonies? What, what's wrong with felonies? They rhyme with Walt Bellamy. It's a great fucking... You can use it for some hot bars. So it, depends, yeah. it, it depends on the type of felony, I feel. Yeah, speaking of hot bars, we want, you want to talk about this? Uh, these these no more parties freestyles? or? Do you want me to intro it? Or do you think you got it? <laughs> I would your love segment. for you to intro it. Shit, you know, all right. Yeah, you... you Okay, so uh, over the past week, there's been an influx of no more parties freestyles on YouTube. Like, if you look at the time when these all came out, they did all come out within the last week. First off, you might be thinking, what? No more parties in LA by Kanye freestyles? Well, no, no, no. Like, if you're a Gen Zer or a little bit younger than us, I'm sure you've been on the scene. Koyla Ray, Janae Aiko's, uh, uh, what, 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 doppelganger, uh, is out here. <laughs> making new music and she has a song called no more parties now no more parties is an r&b uh inspired like new aged hip-hop song where she's doing the singing rapping type thing definitely something that could have won a grammy for melodic melodic rap because it actually is melodic rap as opposed to locked down by anderson pock which is an r&b song that happens to have rapping shouldn't have won that category grammy committee fix your categories but on this one it is a light piano ballad that sounds very fluffy sounds like something that you would have heard Lil Durk like singing over on just because you waited too but uh on this one it's just her rapping and I personally I just didn't get what the hype was behind the beat because I didn't find the beat special but like I said there was a bunch of different remixes that popped up within the last week and I thought hey what what better way what better to have a segment where we can discuss the differences between the verses and see if there's any that stand out to us or if this is just the worst beat for everyone to just hop on and croon over. <sighs> okay. Starting with the Coiler yeah. version, the original. Were you guys okay with it or? It's fine. It's a fun listen. It's, I mean, I, I would. kind of how I, I feel. I would much rather hear her over the, her song, like on her Trendsetter CP. I think it's called like Add It or something like that. The one with the uh, star next to it, the most popular, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I would much rather hear her over that than what she's got going on here. But I, it was fine. Yeah, I kind of, the chorus is, uh, it's when I pull up in that, mm-mm, mm-mm, like, uh. When she pulls up in the Tesla and it's like a little bit overheating and making noise. <laughs> When I pull up in the, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was pretty okay with it. I thought her delivery on like the verses was kind of like, eh, cause it's like really spaced out. Like she's really freestyling it, but she's not really styling it that well, but it's still so weird that we have all these remixes. Cause I, I want to talk about the beat real quick. What'd you guys think of the beat? I don't remember it super strongly. Like it, so, it doesn't so now stand I know you're lying because like you, the second you play one of those, you're going to remember that damn piano roll that hits <laughs> at the very beginning before the beat drops. Because you'll be like, So, <laughs> I forgot to mention this earlier, but, right. King, but King Los came out with four freestyles um, over the weekend as well too. So I listened to those and then I went back and listened to his uh, Becoming King. And then... Uh, Isn't it like, so be- bad be- how bad he is like on fucking... 
like when he tries to make songs, how bad he sounds. And then it's uh, bef- but but these two mixtapes are him f- completely freestyling over um, other beats. And well, so it's not it's not like his goat project or his like Zero Gravity's project where he's like actually like putting like making music. But these ones here, because they're back from like 2012, 2013, and I and that, but there were these four freestyles that came out. You come with like a four pack or four piece or something like that. Uh, King Los is still really fucking good at freestyling. Like, like really, he's a, really good. He's a really good rapper, rapper, like technical rapper. Like if you're if you want if you care about like wordplay bars and stuff like that, you should listen to him freestyle because it's really fun. Because like it's him, it's like him, Black Thought. And then there's this one Mr. Fab freestyle that's on Funk Flex. No, no, it's on uh, oh, what the fuck is it? The uh, the Shade Forty Five. They just have him like freestyling. It's not Five Fingers to Death, but yeah. he's like he's rapping. And I was like, wow, he can rap, rap because like he's like off the dome, like the same like him and King Los could go back and forth, and you'd be like, I don't know who's better. Like that's how good he sounds when he's just like yeah. rapping off the top of his head. And then a low key sleeper is um. Uh, Lil Dicky, and then Chance the Rapper. They low-key can actually freestyle. Lil, Lil Dicky can freestyle. Um, but, like, listening to these freestyles, like, for me, it and listening like listening to the King Los freestyles, it makes me miss, like, that, like, early, like, 2010s, um, like, time where, like, free, like, well, when I was, like, listening to hip-hop, like, back then, where freestyles were, like, so prevalent and stuff, when you hear, like, Fabulous... Um, and, and more guys like that, like do tons of freestyles over like certain beats. Um, oh, Lil Wayne I mean, he still does, but does like, yeah. We just don't give a fuck. But like even then, like I feel like the the songs that they would choose to freestyle over, the beats were so much more fun and entertaining. And I so feel like, like for- so I want to push back. I just feel like you're out of touch now. I think you're getting old. I because, know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Because I think, like, this one, even though I find the beat, like, really uninspired, there's some that, like, I bet if we go back and look at, like, a bunch of the, like, the beats they were rapping over, we'd probably be like, eh. Like, I can think of one right now. It's like Beamer, Benz, or Bentley. I don't need to hear that beat ever again because, like, a million people <laughs> rapped over that and freestyled over it. I know. Like, at the time, that beat was, like, really cool. But now when I listen to it, I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I felt like I was getting old. Cause I, but even so, like, <sighs> Watching freestyles now, and I don't know, maybe it's just like the way like rappers freestyle these days, but it feels like they're trying to be like super nonchalant about it, about like the actual like freestyle itself. Whereas like some with certain rappers in the past, it feels like they try and be high energy, like Reese Youngin, for example. Okay, <laughs> we haven't even got there. Yet. We haven't even got there. But okay, there's fine, fine. Okay, we'll get there. No. Lil Dirks. You guys didn't Whatever. care. He he, care. he said he was giving out money to everyone while they were staying at home during the fucking pandemic. Like Lil Dirk was doing more for this world than the fucking federal government. That's a philanthropist. And he also says in there, please continue sucking up. And I was like, you know what? Head. Greater than sign, greater than sign, greater than sign. All right, Reese Youngin. Reese Youngin. Out of the six links that we have here. That's including the original. Do you want to go over the shit ones if you're going to just sit here and jerk off this fucker that sounds like he's dying? (laughs) Reese Youngin, this was the best one. (laughs) Reese Youngin literally sounds like this is the last time his vocal cords will ever work and he wants to get the most out of it in this three minutes. Like, it sounds like from that day forward, he will be mute spitter. (laughs) (laughs) Merk, merk, man. 
Don't call him in for having fun. Like his if, music if video has by far the most. What energy. a reference! <laughs> I, I wish I could see him in the um the booth like so oh. bad because like I he's definitely the most emotional. Like yeah. I will give him that he's the most emotional, but I don't know if that means that it's the best sounding mm. because he pulls up in that. He rolls up on that two-stroke dirt bike and fucking has a good time, man. Yeah, but do you, do you like, realize he's spinning the fucking wheel oh, like, yeah, no, inside like, the car in the video, but he's going in a straight line? Yeah, no, like, you watch that shit. Like, he is fucking bouncing off that door, leaning across that center console, fucking spinning that wheel, and yet fucking straight as an arrow. I'm telling you, I was entertained. He's being pulled I along could feel... I could feel the energy. Uh, I could I could feel how much he was playing into that freestyle. I was all for it. I don't know who Reese Youngin is. This is the first I've ever seen his name, but I am intrigued. Shouts to him for like really fucking capitalizing on this opportunity. Like like a hundred percent. Like that fucking chorus got him trending, and then I found the video, and I was like, you know, he's trying really hard, but man, his vocals are just not like. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I'd like his music. Like I'd have to. I need to, to, I need to figure maybe, it out now. You know, I need All to right. find out. Lil Yachty. I actually thought that was fine. I thought he sounded really good. I I was not upset at all. The other interesting thing about like, I didn't Lil I didn't listen to the the second half of it, but I I listened to the first. I was half. just about to say because well, I was trying to half. hurry up. I it didn't have that minute and a half to spend to to what to listen to the the, beat, the beatbox one. We would have played beatbox, that whatever. Is. Yeah. That um that that instrumental would have been one that you might have thought was fun for rappers to rap over too. Yeah, I mean I heard the baby be over it, so I mean <sighs> Did you that guy released that song four times? <laughs> Unsurprising. Terrell, say what you're gonna say. Oh nothing. I was gonna say that one had was not just uh no more parties, but it was also like a two for one, essentially. And I like that one a lot too because like the video is but you can tell it's all shot in his like home and he's just having fun with it like fucking love Lil Yachty man his voice he sounds really good he has a great voice I'm very jealous of Lil Yachty's voice I wish yeah. I had Lil Yachty's voice he looks Polo- like he's been eating well oh f- fuck yeah Polo G and K Camp we can agree are just like eh right it was yeah it sounded very run of the mill like eh, like I could hear anyone making this this is you remember when the control freestyles came out? Yeah. These would have been like when some whack rapper got on those beats and you're just like, who cares? I just heard Lupe on this. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know. <laughs> we should we should like pick uh like a like do more of this. Like pick like five like freestyles of like the same one and like talk about them each week though because I feel like with, there's so many we could do. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, shouts Koi Ray. I think I fell in love with you after a lot of long hours of like going through your Instagram, going through your music videos, and listening to like you as a person, trying to determine if I if I could love you the way I love other individuals in my life. And you're slowly making your way up the chart. And shouts to you. Maybe if you make a good project, right, that's just motivation, I guess, right? Uh, exactly. She just gotta shake her ass some more. What's what's the deal with this Freddie Gibbs thing here? Who put this in here? Huh? Uh, I just put it in there because while we were talking, um, it just popped up on Reddit. Uh, Freddie Gibbs is about to make his movie debut, 
uh, in a film called Down with the King, and he's going to actually star in it, which is hell of a thing. Uh, but anyway, he plays a rapper who's like retiring and wants to be a farmer, which is not two two things that I really associate together. Like I don't expect people to retire and be like, "All right, time to farm." And he's like, "We're trying okay. to bridge these separate worlds of farming and hip hop." And I'm like, "Bro, that exists already. It's just modern country music." <laughs> it's kind of whack. Yeah. Country music is pretty whack now, huh? For the most part. Oh, yeah. Like, digging the trenches to find, like, good shit. New shit, new shit. Okay. Uh, Before we roll into the the really fun segment, uh, let's talk about, you know, we're we're three months in here. You know, into the, the year 2021. And, you know, with it being episode 50, you know, I guess we could probably talk about uh, some uh, uh, our favorite album from the the first three months of the year, and um, Tyrell, let's start with you. Uh, there's been a lot of music to come out this year, but what has stood out to you? Uh, I was making the joke about the RX Poppy thing, but like that album does stand out to me. <laughs> uh, Slow Tie is another one. Slow tie is one that like I still go back to, and I I don't know that I should count it, but the uh, unlocked one point five because like it's not really like we already we've heard the verses already um, for the most part like the features are new, but I still really like those verses and I really like the production on that, so like that's another one that I kind of go back to periodically. Okay, fair enough. And then uh, Pino, Pino Paladino. Like, I go back to that. Like, that was really hey, you good. Like that, I'm huh? going to continue going back to that one. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, what about uh, Big Pot Yosh? That's you. You're next. Go next. Why? Because a whole lot of red. No, oh, fuck, I forgot about a whole lot of red. <laughs> you didn't give me time to, like, look. And the only one what? I can think of off the top of my head is a whole lot of red Playboy cards. Oh, my. Okay, I will go. Good. I, all you had to say was I'm looking. And I know the Earth like, EP by Mavi is a good one, too. Like, that yeah. was really good. But, man, like, how do you how do you kick the king off his throne when you have someone like Playboy Cardi? Who's been dropping classics since day one? Like it's impossible when you're on top of Mount Olympus. It's like, what do you do? Nothing. You're on top of Mount Olympus. You don't get it. I don't. Joins right though. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I tell you. Well, it's that or um, four five four. I really like to. I don't know. Like, there's nothing that really sticks out from like this calendar year, start of January to now. I would agree. Like, I, I, I would have a tough time. Um, Maybe I, hotels. I, that was gonna be the one that I was gonna mention. Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. I still think is really, really good. Uh, I like the Mavi EP as well too. Those four tracks. What about Christopher Crack? 
it was cool, but I don't. It's not one of my favorite projects. Yeah. Um. I really liked the Eric the Architect EP as well. I mean, that for me, that's just like an extremely easy listen. Uh, kind of like the Hotels one. Bro, but they're holding I, out on music because they don't have fucking. They can't have concerts and shit. Why would you put out your best music until you know that you can actually start like moving it? That's probably yeah. that's why Drake's album's probably been just pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. It's probably, CCL I mean, aside. There's, there's a couple of projects that I like that I just haven't been able to go back to them. Uh, like the the Black Country New Road, I haven't been able to go back to. Uh, I haven't been able to go back to Slow Tie. Um, I haven't been able to go back to the Celeste album or even like the rap forever project that came out like the first week of the year uh i I didn't mind that either but i just i haven't had any time to go back to listen to these guys so those are some of the ones that stood out to me that i actually like wrote down and be like oh i like this oh did you know the lancy foe was just b-sides before the actual album oh that's exciting yeah that's really exciting Okay. Uh, I'm looking through like my playlist from this year to see if there's like songs in here that might have come off like albums that came out and there's not that's much. What, that's what I just did too. Fuck. Yeah. The Peso Pete project was cool, but it wasn't like wow, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. We got Vic Spencer Copper there tonight. That might be might be album of the year for me. Vic Spencer is really good. I'm actually really excited for the Serpent with Feet project too. I really like him. I'm excited for this Gallant project. I miss Gallant. I just want Giveon to drop an album of the same songs again. <laughs> Do it again. Fuck. Again. I'm telling you, man. Brent Fiaz got to stop playing with my emotions. He, oh, he's did you listen pictures. to the song? Did you listen to the song that he dropped? No, because I haven't been on my phone all day. He dropped it a week ago. Oh, the one that was on the like a soundtrack, the Eden song. Mm, it was the one about women. Oh, yes, I did listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, he keeps posting pictures. Like, it's supposed to be like, like he's going to drop singles or like an album. And I just, I can't take it. My heart can't take it. He, he's got to Oh, stop we should have said me. that. We have to, we have to, we have to make note. Um, the three songs he dropped that we never can listen to on streaming services. Yes. Circles, Paper Soldiers, and... What's the third one? There's one more. You want me to look it up for you? Give me a sec. Please. Uh, Price of Fame. Price of Fame. Yeah, those, I'm telling you, Brent Fias, he's special. Well, we don't have, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to go to Twitter segment. I mean, there's nothing replacing the iceberg right now. We have Uh, the iceberg. It moved to after Twitter segment, the replacement. Remember? Yeah, but it's not the iceberg, so, I mean... I know, like, I know me and Tyrell carry the podcast, and now we have to rely on you to fucking pick up the slack. It's just like when Anthony Davis goes out, and we gotta start fucking Kuzma, and we're like, Kuzma, can you, can you like, <laughs> drop 30 and 12 for us? And then you're just kind of like, ah! <laughs> Maybe 20. Alright. Come on. Horn or, yeah, Talon Horn. Horton Tucker, right? Did I say that right? Oh my god. <laughs> Come on, man. This is this is his time to shine. Teasy, those tweets I sent in the group chat had me hollering. 
hollering. Like when, like after they didn't trade him, and then all I see is, let's see Tal Tal Talon Horton fucker get busy, <laughs> Laker fans! Exclamation point! I'm telling you, the the way it was written, the delivery of it all, I was crying. Like it's just so fucking. But Talon Horton fucker, or <laughs> Clippers getting better while Rob don't want to trade Talon Talon no talent Horton for All Star guard Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I'm like, these fuckers are nuts, man. Oh, my goodness. All right, Holy you ready for, for tweets? Yes, you got to buy me so much time while I get the segment set up. All right. Oh, look, at there's an upstairs. Look, look at the way he, the, the, where, where he's waving. He, he's waving at the light. Um, All of the lights. I wonder which Great Lake dog man, wolf man is running around scary as fuck right now. Shit look like those <laughs> Twilight CGI wolves except standing up. <laughs> One and a quarter hemp papers with the tips, parentheses, filter, rolling up meat like Tom the Cat these days. Holy fuck, bro. Yo, that's art. Truly. Uh, the Chicago Tribune tweets, is one vaccine better than the others? Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson doses are in Illinois. Can you choose? Should you? And it's a link to their fucking actual website. Redacted quote tweeted it saying, available in designer. <laughs> Vibing off a gummy looking through the geological and atmospheric sciences database. Bro, that's the, the goat. Someone else tweeted, uh, Dr. Phil loves RuPaul's Drag Race was not on my 2021 bingo card. And it's uh, two tweets from, it's a screenshot of two tweets from Dr. Phil talking about fucking RuPaul's Drag Race. And Redacted quote tweeted saying, Talking Green Peanut M&M Head. <laughs> that is a hell of a reference. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure she, vo she uh, voiced uh, the commercial version of that. Like, huh? Like, <laughs> what is your, what's going on up there, <laughs> bud? This man should freestyle with these references. He'd be the GOAT. Uh, this one has no context, like no prior context, so he might have deleted a tweet that I just missed. He says, oh man, the site was called Patreon. Well, subscribe to my Patreon, you can help future content creators get four, <laughs> four over three millimeter wetsuits to produce content and cut through white caps soon in 53 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit water temperature, respectively. Go. Colonialism, private property, and hunting seasons are so whack. I could get a deer every day knowing where. One just tried to jump through the passenger window. <laughs> I like how he's saying, like, if it were allowed, like, come on, yeah. bro. I would, this would be day light work. Uh, he posted a picture of his light in the sky and said, fucking aliens again, man. Every once in a while I see floating lights way up in the sky with no sound or blinking taillights heading straight northeast to the lake. This one is, is, is a shot at us. Can't do shit in public without being recorded slash snapshotted by personal devices these days. Learned that one at state. Hey man, nobody is recording him. I am snapshotting these though. Uh, soccer gals are so good. Just got mammoth sunflower seeds. That's the strain or variety name. Getting a little all-wheel drive Volkswagen coupe after learning GM trucks are rear-wheel drive and regular two-wheel drive. 
fucking that's worthless this winter, spinning the back tires trying to zip out a family dollar. That's a you tweet. That's a very like you. Yeah, you, it tweet. was direct at me. With or without the quartz banger. Cracking up Yo, going through my. He was inspired this last week. He really was. Cracking up going through my YouTube watch later. Never anything malicious, but I'll drop a screenshot sometime of what I keep on deck. We'll get to that one later. That one's like at the very end because I have to actually go through parts of the the watch later because he did put screenshots out for us. Knew I should have shot the G36C at the Vegas range while I had the chance. Yeah, I so need a massage. Heard a pretty beastly roar deep in the forest yesterday. Was high standing on top of these boulders overlooking the clearing. Coyote started barking and then I heard that yell echoing from yonder. Erasing all the music downloaded and overplayed on my phone since 2016. I almost tweeted at him and said no. <laughs> I have met my boss side by side on the highway slash road before that, like that meme. He saw an engine fellow with hair blown in the wind, but he was mad I was going to speed them in the left lane of Highway 10. Wasn't smoking due to speed trapping and he didn't even see them. A picture. Painted. Truly. Uh, so... Someone tweeted about uh, this teacher that took his kindergarten class on a virtual field trip to the zoo. And he quote tweeted saying, virtual field trip to animal land for the children. And referring to the zoo as animal land is nuts. It's not, it's nowhere near Coochie land, but you know. No. Mm. And then uh, going back to the watch later. He posted the four screenshots with Elias was a pig, parentheses, platoon. All around some diverse interests, though. And Jordan and I went through these uh, while we were out getting food. And you can tell that he searched a term and then just went down and added a bunch <laughs> of shit to his list. Because we have 13-inch Danes on my Cadillac Fleetwood. Uh, Billy Joel moving out, Anthony's song original, moving out, karaoke version, as made famous, Platoon, Elias' betrayed scene. <clears throat> Blasting Ram Blasting Ram Ranch in Southtown, downtown San Diego. The game, higher, Midnight Club 3, dub edition. <laughs> What's crazy is he probably was like, I need to listen to the Midnight Club edition of this song. Yep. And then we have, by far, like, the, his second screenshot, which is, I'm going to... I'll let you guess what word he looked up to get these recommendations. <laughs> I was the ugly Korean. My mom cut off my hair because it was ugly. Ugly bastards. I'm ugly and I'm proud. Ugly God. Then. I just, I, what I'm wondering is like, do you think he just gets so high that like he's trying to click play, but he accidentally clicks the save later? <laughs> And then clicks back, and like he's going like, down the list or what? Because like I just don't open get up it. multiple tabs. What um, if he's on like a PS4. Then all the more power to this man. Holy shit! You know what's kind of crazy? Uh, I'm sorry, but you know what's crazy? You're good. Like when I when me and Tz used to live together, he would just sit in his fucking it was my chair, but he always sat in the chair, and. <laughs> We, I would just sit on the floor and I'd pull up YouTube on the PlayStation and then I would just start going through videos and we'd just end up somewhere that we shouldn't be like watching shit that's just dumb. <laughs> like sitting and listening to the guy make his, sit in the chair and make the noises of what he thought cars should sound like and shifting. 
Yo, you you sent me those videos. The, They're fucking amazing. The videos that we would just like go from like one video to the next sometimes it would be like not even closely related but they're somehow like, within like the the sphere of things that you're like oh because you watched a young thug video you might be into gels marvel runs yeah it's like, like <laughs> that's this is when the the youtube algorithm was so goaded because like it wouldn't be like you would sit and click on a video and then the next video no matter what is life is good by future and drake it would always be um Something like so obscure or you would not get like political videos shoved down your throat immediately Like you could actually do YouTube deep dives efficiently without having yeah. to like really try to do them I'm gonna read these last two screenshots like just all of the the videos on them because it's a fucking It's a picture. It is an insight a fascinating psychological nugget these fucking watch later lists Princess pissy pants goes to the donkey palace <laughs> Monster Quest, Close Encounters with Bigfoot. Tribal people try KFC for the first time. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 song. TikTok remix. Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle, lyrics. Cow brings baby over to show it off to owner. Cadillac Fleetwood Brom, one owner, 73,000 miles. Josh Peckins spun, good quality. South Beach Toe Season 3 Box Set Volume 1. How long is that video? <laughs> Which one? Princess Pissy Pants? No! Fucking South Beach Toe Season 1. <laughs> it's Season 3 Box Set Volume 1. Uh, it is fucking an hour, 21 minutes, and 28 seconds. And then it's followed by South Beach Toe Season 2 Box Set Volume 2, which is an hour, 25, and 14. Fucking unnecessary, dude. So I'm dating a Latina, Karina, a Korean boyfriend with Latina girlfriend. Drake, <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Music video. Roblox, <laughs> blown away music video. Mary Jane's Last Dance, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, lyric video. Fuck, dude. He is the most diverse. <laughs> He's the GOAT. <laughs> Fucking, he's a. I would pay an infinite amount of dollars to know how his mind works. To I like wanna hang out with him. To just, <laughs> I would love to see the world through his eyes for just a day. Bro, I just want to hang out with him. Just like l l let him talk. Or yeah. let it just let him like. Here's my PlayStation. Go on YouTube. Have fun. <laughs> Fuck on my recommendations. All right. Any more? Nope. That's it. Okay. So now, onto the, onto Teasy's favorite segment. We haven't. We don't have a name for it yet. But uh, it's three songs. Teasy's trial and tribulations. Teasy's three songs. Trials and tribulations edition, volume two. Should we do this officially too? Because we have the rules in place now. We do have rules in place. We could say like that. That first one was like a pilot. Okay, yeah, just like the just like our pilot uh, episode of the podcast where it was just me and you, and I got to talk about eternal take, and it's gone. My yeah. eternal take takes are gone. Um, but anyway, this is the this is the game show where TZ, we play a song, and TZ has to guess the artist, title of the song, the artist, and the album. Each category is worth three points. 
TZ gets three guesses at each category. Each incorrect answer deducts one point. If he gets all three of them correct, he does get a bonus points. The max possible points for a song is 10 and the minimum is zero. So now we're going to do a quick sound test to make sure my shit's okay. And then I have the list of songs and we'll be able to start from there. I'm already stressed. Does this come through? Yes. Everything? It's not cutting out. It's cutting out. Fuck. Okay. Filibuster. Yeah, it's like when you I, talk. So there's two tweets that I didn't read because there's a lot of setup to both of them. But since I have to buy Jordy some time, I'll read them now. Uh, BB Rexa posted a behind the scenes video of her song Sacrifice. And it's like a 20, 30 second clip. And Homie Quote tweeted it just saying, did she really bite that guy? I've not seen the music video. I don't know what that's in reference to. She just starts biting people like mid video or what. And then the other one is he posted like this side by side, like a fucking Can-Am commander with these spiky wheels. Oh my God. And he just says, he quote tweeted it with spiky wheels on Lake Bemidji. But like the video itself, I don't know how you would find this, but it is terrifying watching this fucking side-by-side get up to speed because those, like, I'm not kidding, like, the tires are just fucking spikes. And they are just going for it. It looks like it looks like four spiders. Like, this thing is sitting on four spiders at each corner and just fucking moving along. It's terrifying. I've never seen, like, something like it. Like, I can't even describe what the spiky balls look like. They look like, um... Fuck, I, I really can't, because, like, the spikes are just so, like, huge on it. How about now? Yep. Can you can I talk over it now? Yeah. Alright, awesome. Alright, so <laughs> Alright, so the first song on tonight so the way I have it structured is I have it from most likely for you to get it, easy, medium, and then like we'll we'll work on hard because like I know that you're kind of like <laughs> you're in a certain category of mental capacity when it comes to this kind of stuff, so I'm not sure if we can ever venture into that territory where we start oh, getting fun. Yeah. But this week, you should be okay. Well, I'm, I'm still. I'll, I I'll don't like it. when you say that. It's our song. <laughs> Bitch, you thirsty? Please grab a sprite. My crib's lurking. Don't die tonight. Vince Stables. Summertime 06. Uh, is this North North? You gotta lock in your answers, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just like say it. you gotta lock them in. It's Vince Staples, locked in. Yep. Summertime 06, locked in. Better ladies, yeah, And I'm gonna lock in North North. Teasy. That's a, that's a perfect score! Let's go! I need to get in a round of applause, like. Perfect 10. That's a perfect 10, starting out the gates. Now I know. I don't know if I can be that easy on these, these first <laughs> rounds. I might be boosting your score a little bit. Oh, thank you. Fuck, why could you get that one? You can't get, <laughs> Kenny West is your favorite artist and you couldn't get that shit, but you can get fucking the Vince Staples and North North Summertime, always, like literally all of that in the first second. You didn't even hear the beat dropped and you knew it. <laughs> I know. Have you been practicing? No. <laughs> all right, song did, number, song. No, no research, <laughs> I did no preparation. Song number two. 
It's a bit of a build-up on this one. You do know this. I made sure every song that I picked you have heard, and you should know. For it at like least I'm, once. I'm, more than that. She might help. Really, I love a story. This is Saba. She might tell. Really, I'm not your crutch. Really, you're not my girl. You hear that? She's not your crutch. Oh, he's fucking it up now. I'm gonna need you to, like, rattle your brain a little bit quicker because I don't want to get these DMCAs. Hey. So, are you locking in the artist? Yes. Alright, so we got Saba. That's correct. I don't know which album this is off of, though. You know the name of the song. I Okay, can I use my lifeline? If you want to use it now? Oh, well, you say that, I mean, I should wait. I'm gonna say it like that no matter what. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm always trying this, to instill doubt in you. This is <laughs> this is off the album. That's all black, and I don't know. I don't remember what that fucking album title is. Well, it's not the Black Panther soundtrack. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I mean, for, I'm just gonna throw a shot in the dark here and go song title, Broken Girl. You locking it in? Yeah. All right, All right two for two. Six points. I'm gonna go album title, Care For Me. Locked in. That's another perfect! Oh my god! Ruse, like him being like a fucking idiot the last two weeks. <laughs> it's just oh. for him to like show out on these ones. These ones I thought would would be a little bit more tricky, but maybe 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 Teasy's I, like recency bias is showing up. Or at least his 2016-2014 era. I mean like you saw the fucking look on his face. Like you saw how hard he had to rack his brains to get to those three though. Imagine if he got a perfect score. This last I, one, this last one, I know he knows like hundred percent. I can't believe I, I got the album title. I, I, hey, you, you thought it was the Black Panther soundtrack when you're describing it as all black, but it is black. It's very uh, monochromatic. The cover where yes. he sits in it, yes. and he's like the only. Yep. Teasy. I can visually see it. Teasy baby, two for two so far. A Vince Staples, a Saba. And our number three song. I almost fell in love with you. So this is Sonder. Um, fuck me. Um... This one's a tough one. I almost fell in love with you. 
I almost did, TZ. You're lucky CZ snatched you up. It wasn't even because we were at the club, bro. Wasn't even because we were at the club. I could have treated oh you right with God, the Oh my God, what is... <laughs> I am so upset. I should fucking know this. I, I know, listen, this one's going to kill I've you. I've listened to this so many times. <laughs> You're lovely. Lovely. The song is lovely. The EP... Um, I am going to say that this is the self-titled Saunders EP. All right, I need you to lock in all three of them. Say them I'm now. locked in all three. Artists and song are correct. I got the. All right, so. What is it? So, so the thing, I'll do it for bonus. There is another place where this song does appear. Different project, under a different name. Like the artist. Don't worry about that now. To focus on what this fucking project's called. <laughs> so you can still get uh, nine points. What is this fucking EP called? I can visually see it because the fucking font color is yellow. Is it is it like similar to Care for Me? The album, <laughs> the album artwork. I'm sure the look on both of you guys' faces right now. I might as well not even be here. You guys are staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> hey man, this is, this is how it was when we lived together. <laughs> be like, we gotta, we gotta hit ten. Someone has to hit ten. Gotta get up ten points before we can leave this apartment. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my lifeline for Tyrell. On on this uh, on the album title, I got fucking nothing for you. I have no idea. God dang it! What are you good for? <laughs> yeah, no, like I don't know why Mark Jones not making the life fun good idea. Like, I don't know what do you shit. mean? There is last week you would have been able to help him so much. Oh yeah. Compared to this no. week where he's just like fucking. Ooh, yeah, no. Bro, once we got out of North North, I was like, ah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not even. I can't even guess at like you what the. You have a minute left in the song. I can't. I can't guess. What do you mean? You can try. You have two guesses. I mean, if you just let him go to waste, <laughs> you could accidentally stumble upon it by just saying shit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess feel. Nope. <laughs> don't know what it is. All right. I don't know. Uh, can, can I give TZ four choices? There's four yes. things listed on on fucking. I'm not uh, giving him the teams. points if we do this. <laughs> teams, you do, you do, want, do you want a shot at the points or do you want help? <laughs> give me help. I don't give a fuck about the points. All right. So the four four albums that Genius is giving me for Sonda right now are Victoria, Undone, Thief, Into. Say the second, third, and fourth ones again. Undone. Yep. She. No. Into. It has to be into. 
It's in two. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have gotten it. See, what I thought that one was going to be really hard. I thought for sure you wouldn't get the title or the album. But you got you got the title, which I was very impressed. I wouldn't have remembered the title on that one. But this this song does also appear on another project. What is it? What is it? Uh, it Brent Fias has an EP called AM Paradox, and Ooh. that song's that song's on there too. Yeah, that's the one where it's the red uh, cover art with him on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. All right, so I gotta I gotta beef it up a little bit more. What a week for TZ coming through. Out here showing out. God, I just need to just play old Kanye. What was crazy is when we do this, I would just go through Kanye songs and he would just not know them. <laughs> Which is this is embarrassing for him for it being his favorite artist of all time. Twenty six is really good though. Like you were, I thought for sure the Saba joint. Like I was like, there's, like he'll know it, but I don't know if he'll know it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I knew it was Saba, and I knew that which album it was off of, but I could not think of the name of the song. He only says it a million times. I'm in love with broken girls, <laughs> girl. Like shut up, bitch. Grow up. I love when artists do that, especially for songs. It makes me easy to remember what the name of it is. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, folks, that was episode 50. It was so much fun. I am leaving on a high note. You already know what it is. Go find us at Twitter. I don't post anything, but I'm one of these days we're just going to go on a roll here and, you know, be consistent. At Color Theory Pod. I just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, five stars only. That's it. If you give anything less than a five, you already know what it is. It's We're getting deleted. I'm tracing the IP. You're we done. only leave five-star reviews because we know if you give us a four-star, that means you a hater, as Bomani Jones would say on his podcast. I love Bomani. Do you think Bomani listens to Color Theory? I bet he does. I There's no reason why he wouldn't. Exactly. There's, there's honestly more reasons for him to listen to us than there is reasons to live. You know what? Big mood. Uh, what are the essentials of life? Like fucking oxygen, water, food, color theory podcast. Like, I mean, come on. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What are we, the foundational layer? Yeah. Without us, you would have nothing. Color theory pyramid of needs. <laughs> Shit. Thanks what for listening. Pyramid tonight. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next week. She wants that, go get it. She wants that, go get it. She wants the spinning, go get it. She wants the break, go get it. She wants this, go get it. She wants this, go get it. Lose with the spice, she get it. Everything I got, she get it. Yeah, Billy said that she get it. How about the bitch, she get it. How about the little, she get it. The Porsche Cayenne, she get it. How about the two, she get it. I shut to the shoes, she get it I put my kids on the TV And then she wants, she can get it